This is the Hop Podcast. So what we went for was something uh, different. Nobody else has done this yet, and it, it's similar to the drivetrain in a car. So it basically acts as a single-speed gearbox. Welcome to the Hop Podcast. My name is James Hopkin, and this is episode three. And in episode three, I interview Jeremy Bogan from Jed Boards. Now, I've known Jeremy for about a year, and I was introduced to him by a customer that's into electric skateboards and was building his own electric skateboard, and Jeremy brought his prototype along that he'd been working on. And we get into basically everything involved in building a an electric skateboard and this isn't a do-it-yourself electric skateboard sort of deal jeremy has built a company has built a manufacturing process has sourced all the parts and the board is unique i'm not going to spoil why the board's unique but i followed jeremy's journey and it truly is amazing now this was recorded in August 2017, and I'm releasing it in December 2017, so I have sat on it for a, a few months. The board has been released. You can buy them. Go to jedboards.com or look up Jedboards on Facebook or Instagram, and what are you going to get out of this interview? Well, Jeremy is an Australian entrepreneur that's killing it. He lives in uh, Singapore. He has followed his dream and just listening to every component. I go through every component on this board and the story behind it and why it's the best. And Jeremy has, his goal was to build the best electric skateboard on the market and he has. And this is the interview where we just break it all down. I hope you enjoy it. And this is the interview. Okay, so we're I'm sitting down with Jeremy Bogan from Jed Boards. That is my real name. <laughs> I was going to say, is there another way to say it other than Bogan, or is you it you could Bogan? say Bojan? Bojan, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little fancy way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that? Like for people that just look at the name and go, "Can I call him a Bogan?" Yeah, I, I don't care. It doesn't doesn't really bother me. I mean, I, I grew up with that name, so I'm pretty pretty used to everything that people throw at me. So, so as a way of introduction, Jeremy is uh, the founder of Jedboards. Mm-hmm. What? How do you describe your title? Uh, technically, I call myself founder and chief skateboarder, but um, founder and that's chief skateboarder. <laughs> no, I like that. I've, Jed skateboards yeah. of Jed boards, and if you don't know, if uh, you're not in the uh, electric skateboard scene, electric longboard scene, Jed boards or Jed longboards, Jed electric skateboards, they are about to launch an amazing electric skateboard. Thank you. And I've sort of seen the end of it. I've ridden a prototype. I've ridden a pre-production model. They are amazing. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but I think as a skateboard skate shop owner, 
and I've owned a physical skateboard online store. I've been doing this about 10 years. You get a lot of people, usually like a lot of wacky people coming to your door every day. Just, Just me. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy's no different. He came with his uh, product that's going to revolutionize something or whatever. I have people, this wheel's going to change the world. This truck's going to change the world, this board. And literally, Jeremy brought in this board and I thought, wow, this genuinely could, will change electric skateboarding. And um, so that's what this show's about. That's what this podcast is about. We're going to talk about how to make the perfect electric skateboard. Um, you okay with it? Sure. So I've got a uh, pre-production model here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the first thing I notice is it's a bamboo board. Yep. Um, I think it takes cues from, you know, general longboarding. It's got a... Um, it's a symmetrical deck. Symmetrical yep. deck. It's a classic longboard deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... The bamboo, where does the bamboo come from? Uh, so the bamboo comes from Hunan in China, where basically uh, it's massive abundance of growth. So um, most of the world's bamboo comes from, well, pretty much all of it comes from China, but uh, Hunan province tends to grow quite a lot of uh, a lot of the world's supply of bamboo. Um, it's in such abundance it grows at about four to five metres a week. It's uh, It's pretty insane just how fast this stuff grows. So they're getting the bamboo, they're slicing it up. So then... we, it's a vertical laminate deck. So rather than thin horizontal veneers, we, we make it up in a, in a vertical laminate. So basically the, you take the raw bamboo, you cut it into strips, you hot press it, uh, then you press it into shape with a bit of fiberglass just to help reinforce it so that it doesn't sag. And you went for a bit of a thicker deck. I mean, I'm used to, I'm in the longboard scene, yep. I'm used to seeing boards from like loaded mm-hmm. theirs is a bit thinner than this yeah it's, it's about a, a bit t- two millimeter difference it's not it's not a great deal but and we you've wanted... gone with a top sheet there's like uh so there's there's a, a top edge uh a vertical laminate and a bottom edge just to give it that nice clean finish um, we could have left it raw and just put the fiberglass on the top but um it becomes a bit annoying to work with when you've just got the raw fiberglass on the top and they're beautiful looking. I mean, they really are. So, is this a? Is this being oiled or no? So we, we carbonize it. So what that does is, when we take the raw bamboo in before we before we press it, we um, we carbonize it, and what that does is heats the bamboo up, and it releases all the natural oils, and so they permeate through the pores of the bamboo, and you end up with this really nice, almost chocolatey color. Um, otherwise. Bamboo uh, normally, after its process, is quite yellow. So if you look at it, a lot of other, a lot of other um, decks that are you know made of thin veneers of bamboo, it's yeah. quite yellow on top. Um, and you know unless they cover it with grip, but generally it's it's a yellowy sort of color. So this this helps to bring out all the natural colors without using a lot of oils and varnishes. And I mean, I, that also means that no two boards are going to look the same. Is yeah, that right? every single board will be unique. So the actual the way the bamboo is grown and how it like carbonizes mm-hmm. is almost the graphic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we want the the whole experience we were going for was a longboard first, yep. and then the electrics would be secondary. So, you know, we wanted the experience to be like a traditional longboard. So it's a forty-two inch deck, 
it's long enough that you've got you know plenty of room to put your feet it's wide enough that you can you know you can pick your stance if you want to dance on it you can you know you can do all that sort of stuff with it but mm. um you know the whole experience should feel like a regular longboard so we've got the bolts mm-hmm. and uh we we're just talking about these before yep um we started recording and the they are um so it's a <clears throat> they're a stainless steel oxide coated bolt that we get from japan uh they actually come from nissan in japan and but i mean does that matter i mean i can sell you bolts you can get bolts out to, of China. to us it does uh i mean we've we've tested a lot of different bolts and um most of them tend to rust up pretty quickly um a lot of the a lot of the metals coming out of China tend to be fairly zinc heavy, so um, you know they they break easy and they're not necessarily the the strongest. So these these being you know stainless steel, they're oxide coated. Um, you know they'll they'll last forever. And we have the trucks that you've gone for uh, the caliber trucks. Yep, they're a fifty degree caliber truck. Fifty degree. Yep, and they are a standard truck. It's uh, so on this pre-production model they are, but on our production boards they're a slightly modified truck. So it's a 180 mil hanger, but the uh, the axles are slightly longer by about 10 mil on either side. Okay, and is that for the wheel size? Why does it have to be 10 mil? It's it's for two reasons. One one so we can use bigger wheels in future, um, and two is for um, just some, I guess changes in our drivetrain to be able to just make it that much neater and easier to maintain okay so the drivetrain at the back Mm -hmm. won't fit on a standard um hanger well it will i mean this is on a standard hanger but then we have then we have a few other bits and pieces that we have to use to kind of secure things so what we're moving towards is something that makes it much easier to swap wheels out in the future without having to undo any additional bolts basically you take the nut off you pull the wheel off put a new one on lock the nut back in and off you go right so in the future well for a production model it's Mm -hmm. just as simple as doing a nut and taking off a wheel and putting on a new wheel exactly so if you want to put on a bigger or a smaller wheel or wow and that comes down to your design philosophy and so forth it's like you just want like everything just to work together well yeah i mean it comes it comes to the the whole again the whole experience just trying to feel like a normal longboard like when you when you change wheels on a normal longboard you just undo the nut take the wheel off and put it back on you don't have to do anything else so we want to maintain that kind of ease of use and and that that feel so i mean i'm looking at this longboard Mm -hmm. and the front truck looks like a caliber yep the back one has a um an engine or drivetrain or what what are we calling this the this is a, this is our drive unit the drive unit so the drive <coughs> unit is bolted on mm-hmm. if in like 5 years time you know i buy one of these boards mm-hmm. and just you know i've just run it over i burn out the engine or whatever can i just can i turn this into a normal longboard sure i mean you can take take everything off all the electronics off and strip it down to its bare essentials and just and it's literally it. a longboard with yeah. caliber truck. <clears throat> That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like really good. I mean the first thing what why I fell in love with this board to start with mm. when I first saw it was about four months ago or something was that you can just push skate it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a normal longboard. Okay, it's a little bit heavier, but you can push it. 
And that's, that's one of the things that most uh, electric skateboards on the market don't have. So traditionally, electric skateboards are either driven through a belt, yep. so you basically have a, a elastic belt that sits between the motor and the wheel, and that acts like a pulley, and that sort of magnifies the torque and will drive the wheel. Um, the problem is belts break, and then you also have resistance. So if you're going down a hill and a belt breaks, you've lost control of that wheel altogether. Um, the other the other way is is an in-hub motor where they basically core out the center of the wheel and instead of having the normal core of a wheel, you end up with the motor inside the wheel. Right. Yeah. problem with that is that you generally have a harder ride because you have much less urethane on the outside. They also get a lot hotter, um, so they don't tend to last as long. Now, there are people making newer hub motors, but if you look at the physical size of them, they're just massive. So what we went for was something uh, different. Nobody else has done this yet, and it, it's similar to the drivetrain in a car. So it basically acts as a single-speed gearbox. Um, so what you have is a, a steel uh, helical gear that drives from the motor to the wheel. Um, the advantage of that is that you can use much smaller motors and transfer a lot more torque to the wheel without actually increasing the size of the package. So we use motors that are smaller than anybody else in the industry, but we can kick out similar torque. And where are you getting these motors? So these these are made by us. Um, You're making the. We, we make the motors. You make the motors. Yeah. So okay. most of most of what's on the truck we make, except for the wheels, uh, the trucks, and the batteries themselves, we don't make. But we buy them from Japan, from Panasonic. Right. Um, but we make everything else. And when did you start this project? Like when what, from idea what was the what was the idea was it making the ultimate longboard it was originally making something that i wanted to ride myself okay and that was about two years ago um and i was evaluating what was on the market and looking at do i just buy something or do i build something yeah and uh and a lot of people do that yeah i, I talk to people every day yeah, that they're scrounging parts getting yeah, ideas they want to build buying. their own boards yeah. so i sort of I had this idea of what if what if I drive it a different way? So what if I don't drive it in the traditional way of a belt or a hub? And yep. what if I drive it like this? Yep. And, so uh, that this this mechanism here, this is the original yeah. the idea yeah. that sparked the rest of the yep. board. So when I because I mean that's what a longboarder thinks. I mean that's what I thought when yeah. I first jumped on. I went, this is a longboard. Yeah, and, uh, and I mean we've done roll tests against an unpowered board, and it it beat the unpowered board like <laughs> it rolls better sometimes than certain you know i mean obviously the the wheel size and everything will, will you know ultimately make the the final roll yeah. but you know this this rolls pretty much on par with a normal longboard and that's and, i mean that also leads into another feature hmm. which is rolling the board unpowered yeah drip charges the battery yeah so when when you when you uh, freewheel the board, um, the the gears turn and it acts like a almost like a small generator. So it will trickle a bit of power back into the batteries. And that's how you're getting your battery life. Well, our, our battery life is is a few things. So one, because we're using much smaller motors, it takes less energy to to mm-hmm. move them. Um, yep. Two, because of our drive train, there's always a certain number of teeth engaged at any time. So to actually move that takes very little energy. Um, three, because you can freewheel, it means you don't need to be accelerating all the time. You can accelerate and then just coast on the energy you've got. Right. So if you've got a, you know, like a small decline, yeah. you can just accelerate and let it go and yeah, you yeah. just roll down the hill like yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. board. I was doing that in the cup yeah. up before. And, the, and yeah. then use the brakes. So, um, so you can go a lot further than you would traditionally because right. you have resistance. Because, yeah, yeah, I understand. 
and the battery you're using. Um, so the the Panasonic uh, batteries they're the same ones that Tesla use in the in the Model S. Right. Uh, Tesla used seven and a half thousand of them. We only use sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> and how? I mean, do the batteries wear out? Like the batteries, what? What's well, the... so they should last about five years, and after five years, they'll hold about eighty percent charge. Okay. So they're still more than enough use after five years. And the there's another feature in the battery. So our, our production boards have a swappable battery pack, which means that you can literally pop the pack out, right. stick it in your bag, yep. and then put another another pack in or just kick push it if you run out of juice. So, you know, uh, getting your boosted board uh, confiscated by Australian customs, <laughs> that's that's not a problem. You can take the battery out yeah, and you're I just going to put it I, under the plane. I brought four boards over on Emirates uh, from Singapore, and then I carried this one from Melbourne to Sydney. Right. You just put the battery in your backpack, yeah. and it just goes underneath the plane, and yeah. it's just a basically actually a long the, board. the funny the funny story. When I was going through Melbourne security, they picked me up on my stickers, not my battery. <laughs> they thought it was a roll of tape, and that I was going to use it to you know tie up the <laughs> the stewards. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. So uh, the the battery, the drive, mm-hmm. the wheels you're using. So these are the what wheels are going to be using for the production? So these are the orangutan Kegels, the 83 durometer. Okay. Um, we just like them because they wear a bit better than the 80s. The 80s tend to, because they're a softer wheel, yeah. especially people riding it on the footpath road, whatever, it doesn't handle cracks and bumps as well as these mm. ones do. You do get a little bit of a harder ride, but you get the bamboo absorbing that. Mm. And as these start to wear, then it gets a little more comfortable over time. But, I mean, I'm right in saying that the, there's nothing special with the wheel, so you're not drilling anything not, into these not, hubs or anything. Not. So, if I'm a retailer and yep. I'm selling this board, yep. and someone says I want orange Kegels, yep. I can swap those Absolutely. Kegels out. Absolutely, the customer can put whatever wheels they we, want. We didn't use the orange also because we don't want to be seen as like trying to copy Boosted either. Yeah. Because I mean, Boosted's signature was those orange wheels. Yeah. Um, and always from day one, I wanted to use these purple Kegels because I really like them. Mm. Yeah, they're a good. Um, they're a good combination of um, good grip and good you grip, can slide them speed. If you want. Um, the, I mean, the great thing about big wheels is they roll over anything. Yeah. So you don't really need the softer durometer. No. And sometimes it doesn't work in your favour because it's a little bit too sticky, and um, you just want something that rolls, especially something that rolls as easy as this. Yeah. So, um, I mean. This isn't a visual medium, but ooh, there's no grip tape. There's no tape, but uh, but what you have is uh, recycled beer bottles on the top. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are they as beers that you've drunk? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Contributed to a few at least. <laughs> so, uh, they're, they're, these are really recycled beer. Yeah, absolutely. So, how does it, how? <clears throat> how? So, so what we do is we, uh, we take beer bottles, um, they're clean, sterilized, and then they're crushed. Um, and then they're crushed into a fine powder. Um, and basically then what we do is we lay up, after we've built the board, after we've made the deck rather, we lay up a, a light layer of water-based urethane, then we spray down the, the glass, and then we put a, another layer of urethane over the top. So what right. that what that does okay. is it's not very abrasive, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's no. strong it's... enough that it keeps you locked into the deck. Um, because normally... 
the one thing I've noticed and I've seen a lot of people complain about over the years and, you know, also skating as a kid, I remember ripping jeans from having really yeah, harsh yeah. grip tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the last thing I wanted when people carry this is to, you know, they're on the train and suddenly they rip the jeans Jeez, open. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's funny. You you hold the board by the trucks yeah. and skateboarders yell out, Mole Grabber! Yeah. Um, but if you hold the board, like a long board's heavy, you yeah. hold it against yourself, you wear out your yeah. jeans. So. Yeah. So we wanted something that, A, was visually appealing, so it doesn't look like there's any grip on it. If yeah. you look at it from a distance, um, B, it keeps the natural bamboo, so you get to see that that really nice mm. finish on it, yeah. um, and C, it's not abrasive. And it will be across the whole board? It'll be across the whole board. Because there's, what about... Th- this one was <laughs> hand done. Oh, so, this one's hand done. Yeah, I did this one. <laughs> and so... I mean, beer bottles come in different colors. So, what Absolutely. color beer bottles are you using? All different kinds. So you'll get you'll get little little shimmers of you know green and blue and right. um, you know again it goes goes with the whole every every deck will be unique. So not only the bamboo but the the grip as well. So the um, I mean we've talked about almost everything else. The um, bearings just throw so anything in there. No, so we we made a custom Swiss ceramic bearing. So. We get uh, Swiss balls um, made in the same factory as uh, that Bones Super Swiss come, and uh, we basically put them in a in a metal case. They've got um, glass nylon inserts between each ball, so they can withstand about four hundred degrees Celsius, um, and they come standard. Right. And we wanted something that was no maintenance. You know, it doesn't require lubrication. It just just keeps going. Just keeps going. Yeah. And the. Like the electrics mm-hmm. and everything in here. So the board. So we've got a bamboo board. Mm-hmm. We've got like aluminium here and things. So yep. I mean, the board is can. I mean, can it be like skated in the rain? Like I mean, it's, it's IP sixty five rated. So you can you can ride it in the rain. You can ride it through puddles. Um, it also has traction control. So if you're riding in the wet and a wheel slips, the computer will figure out which wheel slipping and then bring that wheel back into line so that it doesn't slip you out. So I noticed that uh, this afternoon when I was going through the car park, when yep. I was accelerating and going around a corner, yep. I could feel the difference. At first I thought it was sliding, but it wasn't a slide. It just felt like different. So that would be the wheels. Yeah, it would just be helping you through the corner. Helping me through the corner. <laughs> it's basically like a car. It, it works in a similar way with the traction control. And when for because there's two models, yep. So the all-wheel drive mm-hmm. one is that going to be the same thing? Like each. Yeah. So wheel effectively, you have you have two two of these drive units. So you, what the the front and the back talk wirelessly, so they communicate with each other and then right. they synchronize up. Yeah. So when you're riding on the all-wheel drive, you get a little bit more smarts happening than you would on the dual motor because then you have each wheel is independent. Then so uh, you know. Down the future, um, one of the things that will add is the ability to go, okay, well, I like to understeer. So you can adjust the board and set it up to understeer. So when you take corners, you know, you go sharper into the corner. Or I like oversteer, so I want to clip the apex and go around, you know, or um, things like braking because because you then have regen braking across four wheels. We need to make sure that it's not going to fling you off the board. So we need to adjust the braking force between all the different wheels to ensure that if you're coming down a hill and you hit the brakes, we want to make sure that we stop you safely, but 
also in enough time that you don't get flung off the board. So, I mean, this is, I mean, building the ultimate electric, like, longboard. You are, you are assembling your own motors. Mm-hmm. You're using, like, you know, the, the best industry batteries and bolts and bearings. So how customised is it? Like, I mean, are you, like, uh, the remote control and you know, the electrics and so forth? I mean, are you buying those off the shelf? No. So we built built pretty much, I'd say about 85% of the board we build in-house in terms of the electronics, the remote, um, the radio, the motors, the... All the mounts, all that. Is that because you couldn't find good enough components, or just because there was nothing that really fit the needs of what we wanted to do? And so, I mean, one of the my the (laughs) the scariest things that I find on one of these things Mm. is the braking. Like you know, you're going fast, and you know, you brake. Is it are you high siding yourself? I mean. What as a I mean you're a designer you're a developer mm-hmm. you're doing hardware mm-hmm. software mm-hmm. you're building software yep. for this yep. and you're building components so, I mean are these things you're thinking about when you're designing Absolutely. like all these components yeah so user experience is a really important part of the product so it's all well and good to design a really nice looking product but if it doesn't actually perform and do the things that it should do then uh, you kind of you know what's the point so. Um, you know, everything was designed so that you can just get on the board and ride without fear of, you know, getting flung off the board or hitting the brakes and going, you know, ass over tits basically and, yeah. you know, running into a car. So things like the braking, the acceleration is all staged. So when you hit the accelerator, it stages up the acceleration. It'll okay. get you to that top speed, but yeah. it'll do it safely. Yeah. Um, and if you're going 40 k's an hour and you fling the brakes on, the brakes don't come on super hard. They come on soft. And as the RPM of the motor starts to slow down, the braking force gradually increases to get you to a point where you can stop safely but still not, you know, getting flung off the board. Yeah. And is the all-wheel drive one faster than the two-wheel drive? It's the same top speed. So they both both will hit 40 kilometers an hour, but you just get double the amount of torque. So... This one will kick out about 12 newton meters of torque, and the all-wheel drive is about 25, which is a lot for a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so why would you want more torque? Uh, so torque gives you things like hill climb. So the more torque you have, the more ability you have to power up a hill. So as torque decreases, your your speed when you go up a hill will, will start to decrease. So if you're a heavier rider, you may not necessarily be able to climb, you know, 20, 25% hills with this board. But if you're on the all-wheel drive and you're a heavier rider, it, you're going to have double the amount of torque. So you'll be able to maintain that speed as you go up the hill. So basically, you can start at the bottom of a hill and accelerate to 40 k's an hour uphill. And so, I mean, so if you're living in San Francisco, you want one with a lot of torque dig it up those big hills okay so i love skateboard racing so i mean there's hill climbing with cars yep i mean are there hill climbing with electric skateboards is there electric skateboard racing at the moment i don't believe i've seen anything i know there's been talks of people wanting to do it but uh i mean i'm sure that there's people have done stuff you know i'm sure but i mean there's nothing like no organized no no not 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 as yet but uh 
you know, we, we hope uh, hopefully maybe next year we might have a bit of a, a race board coming out, something that uh, okay. for people that want to race up hills. And are they going to be able to, uh, would they be street legal? No. <laughs> Definitely not. But you were saying before that, like in the future, you, like in future in the future you'd have boards that um, you can customise like something. Yeah, so Would you be able to have a race board that can be switched into race mode and then normal mode, or is it... I think with a race board, there's a lot of things you have to do differently than you okay. would with a board that's targeted at people that want to commute or just, you know, cruise around. Um, you know, with this, the the emphasis on is on being lightweight, you know, getting, getting to speed and, and having the range that you want, whereas with a race board, you want to get as much power to the wheels as quickly as possible. Right, okay. There's, yeah, there's yeah. two different things, right? right? So with that, you need a board that's probably going to be heavier because you're going to have a much bigger battery pack. Right. You're going to have yeah. four-wheel drive. You're going to have a bunch of other things, um, and you probably won't have urethane wheels either. You probably have something like a nitrile rubber tyre, something that is more akin to a car tyre, especially if you're going, you know, potentially speeds that we'd like to go, um, <laughs> over 100 k's an hour, you know, that's... Um, it's going to have, you're going to run into problems yeah. with urethane wheels. Yeah, they won't. They just won't have... Yeah. Like, gravity will become a problem. Yeah. And I imagine that you'd have to have a different controller. Yes. Because a person... If you're going to go that far, someone's it would, going to It would be gloves. something that is a glove controller, something no. that you'd actually wear. Do you think so? Yeah. A glove controller? Yeah. So imagine like the... Uh, remember the awesome. Nintendo Power Glove? Yes, I remember. Yes, That's exactly yes, what I'm yes. just thinking. I was just thinking so about So something that. along those lines, but obviously a little more advanced. So um, Nintendo, if you're out there and listening and you want to uh, repurpose the Power Glove, <laughs> we'd, it'd we'd, be good we'd like the tooling, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be good branding for Nintendo. It would, absolutely. The Nintendo Race Glove. <laughs> Coming soon Coming. to a race near you. <laughs> so, I mean... But, I mean... You have to get your production going first. Yeah, I mean, so so. Like, where I mean, is that? Do you find that like personally, mm. like you, you have to just focus on, like getting, like production going before you can get into something. Like no, the we, fun ha- we have toys. to. We have to be doing multiple things at once. So, production happens regardless. Um, okay. And so, what we're building up at the moment is all of our production facilities to be able to handle. Uh, the volume of orders that we have and what we anticipate to do over the next couple of years. Um, but at the same time, we also have to be thinking of future products and working on those and doing the R&D on those And because, you know, basically by the time this gets to market, we we need to be thinking about releasing the next product. So it generally works in a 6 to 12-month cycle. And do you see your... Are you a skateboard company or are uh, you we're, a we're electric a, company? So what we are is a lightweight electric vehicle company at this point. Okay. That's how I see us. And it just happens to be a skateboard as our, well, a longboard as our first product. So this sort of technology can be applied to other vehicles? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the, one of the things we uh, would like to do in the future is um, things like adapting uh, wheelchairs, for example. So mm. if you look at electric wheelchairs, they generally use sealed lead acid batteries they weigh a ton they don't really climb hills very well but if you take something like our drivetrain stick it on a wheelchair with our batteries you can go uphill right okay and you can yeah. retrofit a wheelchair for about a tenth of the cost than it would cost to buy an electric wheelchair yeah so 
you know, there's there's other things that we can do with our drivetrain that can be adapted to other areas. So it's not just about skateboards. Skateboards is just one one aspect of, of our sort of world domination plans, I guess. <laughs> and, I mean, one of the problems, I mean, if you build the ultimate, like, electric longboard, mm-hmm. is it, that's it then? No. Um, because like, I mean, can you keep improving on it? Yeah, always. I mean, the, the thing is, We've designed this so that it can get better with software. So um, right. basically we can we can up, update the software over the air, which means that once customers have it, it can get better over time. So that means that everybody benefits because their new customers get the latest software and existing customers match what, you know, new customers get. So, mm. um, you know, we can do things to kind of um, keep improving, um, keep getting better and you know, listening to customer feedback, what they like and what they don't like, and, and making changes accordingly. So you have a, a battery mm-hmm. and a and an engine on a on a longboard, mm-hmm. and it really is just a longboard. I mean, I push it around; it's just like a normal longboard. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the future, will you add other stuff that can be? I mean, could you put like speakers on it? Could I like speakers. play my music through it? <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could if you wanted to. I, I don't, I don't know that it would have a mass market appeal. But I mean, maybe we make a subwoofer scoot like longboard or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's the, the the tricky thing is always, you know, doing doing simple is hard, right? Yes. Doing complicated is easy. Yeah. So keeping this as refined and as simple as possible without trying to add too many bells and whistles yeah, sure. is, is really the, the the key thing that we wanted to go for. So, yeah. you know, it, it looks very stealth. It looks like a normal longboard. Um, it doesn't draw a lot of attention, but it's just, it's very understated in, in its design. So, you yeah. know, showing off the raw bamboo and just having a little bit of pop with the bits of black and the bits of purple from the wheels, it's sort of, they're all complementary. And... How long do I get on my battery? So on this one, you can get up to 30 kilometers on a single charge. Oh. And, um, and I mean, you were at a trade show in Melbourne this weekend. Yep. So we did, uh, on Saturday, we did just over 350 rides. Um, we only charged the boards in the morning and uh, we only That's charged incredible. them that night, not even the remotes. Um, and then the Sunday, we did about another three, 350 rides. So about 700 rides over the weekend and we only charged them once a day. And the remotes, mm-hmm. so um, I, we, we have, we've just got a standard remote on this yeah, one. So, that's, so you've done a, a customised remote. <clears throat> yeah, so we've so built, if you've customised it, what have you added to it? Well, so we, we built... Uh, it, it's nothing like the remote you, you looked at and you saw. Yeah. Um, basically, it's... I guess some people think it looks a little Star Trek-like. Um, other people think it looks... <laughs> it's not a, little, a glove. No, other people think it looks a little phallic, but uh, <laughs> but um, basically it's uh, it's got a it's got a round um, e-ink display on the on the top. Um, it's weighted so that it fits nicely in your hand. So basically, there's a there's a shaft and then there's a round section on the top, and that sort of falls nicely into your hand. Okay. Then there's a sensor in the shaft that that knows when you're holding the remote. Right. So. Um, a lot of other skateboards will use like a dead man trigger. So you have to hold that down in order oh, yeah, to yeah. activate. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like having to grasp two things at once while yeah. you're riding and paying attention, yeah. you just have to hold it. Right. And when you're holding it, it knows that you're holding it. So then then the 
uh, acceleration and the braking work. So, for example, if you're not holding it and you stick it in your pocket, your board doesn't unintendedly accelerate into the Hudson River, for example. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you put this in the river, would I be able to skate it again? It depends how long it went in there. Um, I mean, it would be salvageable. It would be salvageable. The battery would be okay? battery would be okay because our, our production batteries are um, ultrasonically welded shut. So the pack itself... Um, should withstand being submerged underwater. The um, the electronics have a um, a water resistant coating over them anyway, so even if water gets into it, they're, right. they're still salvageable. Yeah, but I mean, it gets to that point of, like you said, it's got to be, it can't be too complicated. Yeah, and you, uh, there's always downsides to doing stuff, isn't there? Mm. If you make something like too extreme. Exactly. Um, but you can't always please everyone. Yeah. And I noticed that, I mean, these trucks turned really nice. Mm. Like, um, they're just the standard bushings in there? Yeah. Wow. Just okay. loosened up the trucks a little bit. Just loosened them up. Yeah, it was, it was a really nice ride. I was, um, sometimes you get on these boards and they're just, it's hard to turn. It's also the wheelbase. Having Having this wheelbase gives you... The ability to turn on a dime, but also stability at higher speeds. Right. So the last thing you want is obviously you know death wobbles or skate wobbles, and yeah. um, you know when you're going forty k's an hour on a board, the last thing you want is to wobble out and go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know having having a nice wheelbase gives you that that additional stability, but it means that you can turn when you want to. Mm. Um, and you know these are a fifty degree truck, so you can you can turn pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, and if someone wants, they can upgrade the bushings. They can change them to whatever whatever way they like to ride. So, you yeah. know, it's really easy. It's a you know, pop the nut off, put a different bushing on, and off you go. Hmm. Well, it's certainly a beautiful board. And so they're getting assembled in. Um, in you have a factory. So, I mean, you're based out of Singapore. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. So these machine parts, you're machining everything yourself. Yeah, we machine pretty much most of it uh, in-house. So um, we have a facility in uh, in Shenzhen where we do a lot of our a lot of our metal work and um, basically a lot of our sub assemblies. Um, and then we have. Uh, I mean, is it important about like what you make these components out of? Absolutely, it, it is. It is. So, like, you're choosing. Like, do you test different aluminiums, mm-hmm. or you just knew which no, one to we, use? No, we test. We absolutely test. Same with, same with our gears. We tested uh, a whole bunch of different materials to see what would actually withstand. And uh, in the end, we we made uh, we basically smelt our own steel um, for the gears just to ensure that we we're not getting something that's a I guess an impure metal, um, something that has the right amount of carbon in it to ensure that it's it's the right strength and. And then we do a number of treatment processes to the, the gears that gives us the final the final product. Right. Um, and things like motor mounts, you know, there's different varying types of aluminium and each one has their benefits in terms of, I guess, strength. And, um, you know, we, we found something that, that works the best um, for our needs at least. Um, it may not be right for everybody, but in you know, for, for this design and, and what we've done, it um, it's just neat and, you know, it doesn't move, it doesn't break and... It's um, it's pretty tough. So, for someone that wants to build their own 
electric longboard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've almost done it for them, haven't you? Like well, just the, you pick the right. The idea is, it's and, just it's a. And if they easy. want to customize it, they can really, can't they? If they wanted to put bigger wheels or something. Yeah, I mean, so so down the track, we'll have uh, bigger wheel options that we're working on at the moment. So we're working on a hundred hundred by sixty five mil wheel. Um, nice. So it'll have the same keel core, um, the same offset. So anything that fits a Kegel will be able to fit our hundred mil wheels, basically. Okay. Right. And when can we buy these? Well, so they're, they're available for pre-order at the moment, right. um, and we're hoping we ship around November, December at this point. And okay. That's, yeah. And so that's uh, November. When did you start? When did all this craziness start? How long does it take? It started build? 10 months ago. 10 months ago. Yeah. I sort of, I, it went from being an idea and something that... How long did you have the idea for? So it's it's been a total of two years in the making, but yep. it's you know the the first because I mean the idea is important. The, the idea is important, of... but execution is also even more more important than the yeah, actual idea. Well, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's all in execution. Um, so we spent a lot of time researching um, what's out there, um, what everything everyone else does, and gathering real world metrics from other boards and and basically pulling them all apart and you know. Seeing how they tick. <laughs> um, Where are those boards? Well, we've still got them. <laughs> so, where's your prototype? The one that I skated before. I've still got it. I've are still you going to hang them? Like, would you hang them in the factory in your office or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we'll or probably, do they get pulled apart? And... They they do get pulled apart and then put put back into other different, uh, I guess, different boards and decks and stuff. And, Testings um, and all that. Yeah. Sort of stuff. So, so the one you have is still there in. I think it's in a few pieces, but it's. Uh, <laughs> But it's there. But you know um, what I mean? Like, no, like hanging them up? Yeah, we, we might. We Sometimes might. I, I, I've seen pictures of, like, say, the uh, rain factory, and they had, like, various yeah, stages yeah. of well, netboards. We've still got some of our original decks that look like a Band-Aid and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the hell was I thinking? But, um, yeah, it's, we probably will. Probably will in the end. So that's, um, I mean, it's important to what is already out there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's we looked at what... what What's out there? What do people really want? Um, you know, versus what they need, um, and and we sort of from from gathering those metrics, we're able to determine okay, what what really does the market want in terms of, I guess, functionality, price, performance, and range, and those are the those are the sort of key points. So it needs to be something that you can easily carry with you on public transport because. A lot of people these days commute with these boards. Um, you know, some people just use them for the weekend to have a bit of fun, but um, a good majority of people use them for daily commute. It becomes their actual vehicle. Mm, yeah, so, yeah, you know, it needs absolutely. to be fast enough, you know. And, anyway. I mean, everyone's, every city's putting yeah. in bike tracks. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, bikes and electric skateboards, isn't it? Electric bikes, electric, electric skateboards, yeah. electric scooters. Um, yeah. You've got so many different electric vehicles now that are, you know, you've got one wheels, you've got segways, you've got everything. Mm. You know, anyone that can put wheels on something will do it. You know, yeah. it. Uh, so it's it's interesting just how the industry is starting to really kind of, I guess, explode. And you know, there's so many different players on the market. Um, mm. There's also a lot of crap on the market, unfortunately. You know, it's there's a lot of stuff that's fairly untested, and um, that that can sometimes have a negative effect on the industry as a whole. Mm. Um, so you know, playing in that kind of, I guess, 
premium price product market is uh, is important in order to, I guess, build some brand value on our side. Mm. Um, Do you worry about someone's going to buy one and copy it? If they will, they will. I mean, you can't really stop it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. Even if you have patents, it's not mm. going to help you. Mm. And for Jed Boards, mm-hmm. you are going to... Jed Boards is going to sell complete electric skateboards. Only complete, yeah. Only complete. Only complete. And, um, I mean, would you partner with other... I mean, there's a lot of longboard companies and so forth out there. I mean, if Land Yachts or Rain or... Yeah, I mean, we may, a, we may do... Because, um, I mean, Land Yachts is making a bike or yeah, have yeah. made a bike. There's Land Yachts bikes. So. I mean, look, we may do we may do one-offs, um, you know, with, with other, other board companies. If, if they approached us, it may be something. Um, but at this point, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Because, right. I mean, it, it, the future's not set in stone. No. It's, uh, it's very much a, a very, very big moving sort of... Uh, I guess puzzle and you know where we fit in will be uh, will be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, it. I mean, I must admit that uh, you know, I I didn't know whether it was going to be real or not. That first prototype, mm. you know, yeah, it was a whether, bit hairy. <laughs> well, it was kind of like you don't know whether someone's going to, like you said, the execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, anyone can, not anyone, but. You know, you can build an electric skateboard. Well, I mean, there's enough information the out there that people can, you know, build stuff off, like, DIY boards. But, mm. you know, scaling that up for mass production is a very big big challenge and a, a, a different set of challenges altogether, especially dealing with things like customs and, you know, shipping these things around the world and logistics. And it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And um, so, I mean, Ezra does skateboard racing, so... Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about doing the racing. I reckon we I should. I think there's some. Uh, I think there's a few uh, racers or longboarders out there that are happy to have a crack at um, how fast they can go uphill. Do you think skateboard racing is going to be uphill or downhill? I, I mean, think, I, I think it'll be a combination. A combination. I think it'll be like you look at things like Pikes Peak. You know, climbing, doing the hill climb. You know, yeah. Similar sort of things. Yeah. I mean, you look. Because I mean, at, there's a big hill climb. Sort yeah. of like, well, there were a lot of car clubs doing hill yeah, climbs yeah. and so forth yep. in um, in Australia. But I mean, Pikes Peak, also... Pikes Peak is one of the biggest ones. But if you look at the one this year, they've had a bunch of electric cars, like the Remac. Mm. Uh, the Remac Concept One was there. That's an all-wheel drive electric car, and it set the record in its class. You know, this thing kicks out about thirteen hundred uh, newton meters of torque at the wheels, mm. which is like. But I suppose you could also race them on a Formula One track or something too. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, mean, it it doesn't have to go uphill. It doesn't have to go uphill. I mean, um, obviously, the the weight of the rider will ultimately depend on how how fast you're going. You know, so okay, you know, you might have a (laughs) a different class, I guess, of you know, (laughs) the fifty to sixty kilo, and then the you know the feather weights and the the heavy weights, and it could get interesting. Um, It's well, it's uh, it brings up a whole. I mean, the, you get all those funny people wearing their lycra body suits, and, <laughs> you know, for aerodynamic efficiency. <laughs> the uh, what? Well, I saw something the other day that you know the Olympic Committee is considering e-games or e. Yeah. So I mean, if they're considering that, you well, just don't got, know where it's going. You've got go. Formula E now, you know. So yeah. there's all of these all of these car companies that have invested, you know, millions and millions of dollars into Formula One and. 
now they're doing that into Formula E. So that's that's a big shift in you know people's perception and thinking of. Uh, I guess where the market's going. Well, racing is racing, isn't it? It, it is. It it's not really about how fast you're going. It's about you versus exactly. the machine, yeah. and you and the other person and their machine and that sort of thing. And electric vehicles give you a, an immense amount of power at at the standstill. So you know that mm. just makes it. It's obviously quiet. <laughs> it's a lot quieter. <laughs> a lot of people go for the noise, and you know there's a thrill that comes with the noise of an engine, but. Uh, I think uh, you know, as as electric vehicles uh, develop more, I think you'll get more of a, I guess, individual noise of you. You'll go, oh, that's a that's a McLaren and that's a uh, electric Ferrari and that's a electric Lamborghini and you know they'll all have their unique kind of signatures. Yeah, it's, uh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So where can, where can people find you? Where can people buy? A Jed board, like where can they find out about it first? So, so you're on the interwebs. Yeah, we're on the interwebs at uh, jedboards.com and okay. uh, Instagram. Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram and yep. Facebook and uh, YouTube. So you're showing the your factory in production yeah, and production and all that we've, sort of we've stuff. We've basically and... shown the entire story from day one. So wow. we've shared that whole experience with our audience and on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram yeah. and Facebook and so, Facebook. So if people want to get into the history and how yeah. it's progressed yep. over the last year, they can year. see everything. They can see you know every every stage of of development basically. So you can follow the story, and I think that's allowed uh, I guess a lot of people to to engage in what we're doing and um, you know really follow and. I guess enjoy as well, and retailers, distributors. How what, how are they going to contact you? Where do you want? So um, just shoot us an email um, at jedboards.com. Yo at, yo at jedboards.com. Okay. Yeah, and right. uh, happy to happy to have a chat. We're uh, we're in discussions with a few already. So yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, your shipping globally. Is there any way you're not shipping? You're shipping your Siberia, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> wherever, on the ice wherever in people... Antarctica, would it go on the ice? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but we are we are sending some boards to Norway at the moment, so we're going to do some uh, cold weather testing there. And <laughs> they will in... need the the four yeah. wheel drive. Yeah, like I mean, they they've got some <clears throat> big hills there. They do. Talk. So we'll, we'll, some, uh, we're we're going to test this, and then uh, we'll do know, some the Norwegians. Cold... They're gangsters. Oh yeah. There. So it's yeah. sort of like there's some uh, very fast downhill. Riders from Norway, so yeah. So surprisingly, the whole Scandinavian region is uh, is a pretty big market for us. So um, there's a lot of interest from there, and um, but I mean, it, it also the way you've built the board, the quality, the <clears throat> way it looks, the sustainability, the products that you're using. It's like electric. I mean, it it does fit in that cultural. Yeah, like it, it would appeal a lot. Yep. It also comes with a two-year warranty, so it's easy to sell into into Europe with a two-year warranty standard anyway. Okay. So, um, you know, we are sort of always of the opinion of, um, you know, if you're going to put a product out there, you should stand behind it. So mm. the yeah, warranty absolutely. should be should be uh, equal to, you know, what but you I mean, think. So. I mean, I can't see, like, anything that, I mean, the, the only thing is, is you've got silver bolts here. <laughs> Is that going to change? Yeah. Like you've got black trucks with silver bowls? Yeah, no, they'll, they'll change. <laughs> <laughs> Does stuff like that worry you, like if you're looking at that? It doesn't worry me, it just more annoys me. It's it annoys you? My OCD you? kicks in and goes, <laughs> bloody silver bowls. But I mean, that's the great thing about this board is <clears throat> that, you know, sometimes it's the founder and the person, it's the detail that they go into mm. and it's how they don't compromise like makes the product so i mean is this going to be too expensive 
Like, actually, where are you pitching this? Is so this will be I afford this? 1500 Aussie plus GST. Okay, so, so that's it's like really reasonable. Yeah. That's, so, I mean... It's cheaper than a boosted. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, and is that just from your scale? What, what is that? Are you making money? Yeah. Yeah. So that's just from the scale of... Uh, it's not even from it. scale yet, no. Right. It's just from building the components ourselves. Right. We're not at the mercy of uh, you know suppliers that decide to change pricing all the time. Or right, yeah. No longer yeah, have you've got a the part consistency and, yeah. because you're building parts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually will you have a, a factory warehouse? You'll just have a certain amount of parts all built? Is that how it works? Or does so, it get built? No, so it gets built and then shipped to warehouses around the world. And so, for example, okay. in, in Oz, we have three in Melbourne and two in Sydney. So... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> any stock for Australia would be sitting in any of those warehouses. So okay. at any time, if a, if a customer buys direct from us or buys from a distributor, mm-hmm. then uh, literally within 24 hours, the, the board is shipped directly to either the customer or distributor. Okay. Um, but like say when you assemble the board, mm-hmm. would the trucks already be your drive uh, train or sorry, your, um, your electric motor, is that already assembled? Or do you assemble it when you put the board together? So they, so we go through a number of stages during the, I guess, the whole assembly of the board. Yeah. Um, and each one is considered a sub-assembly. Right. So things like the wheels and the bearings, that's one sub-assembly. Uh, the trucks, that's another sub-assembly. Then the, the drive unit, that's another sub-assembly. Um, and then the electronics, that's another sub-assembly. And then eventually all of those meet up and go together and become a finished board. Right. And the uh, the real things are coming out in November, December. That's the plan. Have you got a date? Have you not yet? Like within you? No. Have you got yourself? Have you got a date that you want? I. You don't have to say it. I I don't know yet. Um. Obviously, you know, making them and shipping them are two different things. So, have you? you are you still changing parts? No. No. We're we're pretty much set on everything. Everything internally. Uh, what you right. see here is pre-production. So. Yeah. There are things that have changed from this board to the finished board. Yeah, sure, of course. There'll be a few slight changes to the deck, a little bit more camber on it. Mm. Um, there'll be a bit of a U um, sort of concave running through the centre just to give you that little foot lock in to be able to just mm. turn that much easier. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I noticed that a little yeah. bit The because uh, of the way that it curves. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not such a big thing because it, it's an electric board, mm. so it just feels a little bit different at speed. Um, I know that sounds strange, but no, no, it's. Uh, I it, guess it's all about comfortable riding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, November, peaking. December, can't wait. I can't either. And <laughs> the, uh, I'm sure, you just, you're gonna, uh, the first ones that go off that production line, you get some nice pictures on oh, Instagram. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's great, Jeremy. Thanks for. Uh, yeah, no Thanks worries. for talking. Happy and, to. Uh, yeah, we might do a follow-up with the, the racing because I've got a, a, a lot of questions on that. But, I'd, uh, I'd be very keen on that. <laughs> Thanks very much. I like things that go fast. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. This one goes very fast. Let me tell you, in the car park, that was... Uh, I think I, I hit the accelerator a little bit too hard there. <laughs> awesome. Righto. Thanks. All right. No worries. Okay. That was episode three interview with Jeremy Bogan. I really hope you enjoyed that interview. I loved having Jeremy in and going through his Jed board. It really is amazing. So if you want to find out more, looking up on the interweb, 
He's at jedboards.com. He's on Instagram, Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you want to encourage me to do more, please subscribe. Click on that subscribe button, like the podcast, share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever it is. It really does encourage me to do more. I've got lots of content planned for 2018. I'll catch you on the next episode. Remember, the next episode, episode four, which will be released soon, is my top 10 Newton's moments. So if you subscribe, you'll be the first to know. Hop out.